This is Mada Living, your modern guide to living your most fulfilling life. Whether you're in Madagascar or around the world, we're bringing to you fresh, independent, and actionable content about all things Madagascar. Welcome. Hi, I'm Irina, the founder of Mata Living, and today we have with us Esther 414, um, their co-founder, Emily Angia Maefa. Um, so welcome, Emily, and thanks for chatting with us today. Hi, Irina. Thank you for having me on your uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Some may call her the Malagasy Shatmus but she's the brains behind what is one of the hottest fashion brands coming to Madagascar. She just showcased her newest fashion line called Le Baudeuse, <laughs> a flow of textures, new cuts, and a style only unique to Esther 414. Welcome again, and we're so happy to have you with us. Can you start by introducing yourself and telling our viewers who you are? Okay, um, so I'm Emily, I'm 27 years old. I'm the creative director of Esther 414, sorry. Uh, Esther 414 is a woman ready to wear brand. Um, we're based in Madagascar and manufacture uh, here in Madagascar as well. We have a goal, you know, to sell our clothes uh, uh, all around the world, but we are actually, um, do sell our clothes uh, in Europe and here in Madagascar as well. So that's it. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, where did you begin to get this? Um, when did you begin your journey towards, you know, fashion and design? I know um, Esther 414 loves that, that journey that the, yeah. the brand goes through, but when did your journey begin? Um, my father actually works in the textile industry, you know, so I was really like into it since I was a child and um, this dream of becoming uh, a um, designer starts when I was uh, uh, 14, I guess, <laughs> or even 12, I don't even remember. But um, yeah, I was uh, surrounded by sketches, you know, uh, fabrics and everything. So that was quite, um, how do you say that? Evidence and evidence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of obvious. Yeah, obvious, or, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. So then after high school, I went to Paris to study fashion, you know, fashion yeah. design. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you have, I know like, did you go to like a Lycée Francais or, or like a Malagasy high school? Uh, yeah, yeah. I went to the Lycée Francais and then I I went to Esmod, you know, mm -hmm. after oh high school. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. How was Esmod? Well, uh, that was really interesting and also really stressing, mm -hmm. you know, because we really get to explore our... Um, our identity, you know, mm -hmm. our fashion identity. And mm -hmm. um, we were uh, studying there three years. 
and it was really interesting to interact with other people because you know there are so many people from all over the world so it was really interesting in that part um and also uh yeah we as i said earlier we really get to explore you know our ourselves like mm -hmm. personally uh creatively and that was really interesting um mm -hmm. <laughs> Studying in Paris is really great because it's the city of art, you know, and mm -hmm. fashion. And uh, I really loved uh, the, vibe, the vibe of a city, you know, mm -hmm. people you meet there um, mm -hmm. with, different, with different cultures, personalities. Mm -hmm. And it has really molded my identity, uh, mm -hmm. creatively speaking, um, like museums, exhibitions, mm -hmm. uh, shows and street art, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that must have been beautiful. I know it's kind of like a coming of age where when you get to experience growing into being an adult in a new place, it's so beautiful, all the emotions and, and feelings. And so I definitely can see how you can grow and explore that self. How was moving from Madagascar to France, how did it affect your um you know, your cultural identity, um, being Malagas and in France, did you ever come um, face where your Malagasy values or personal values were changed? Like when I moved to France and Norway, I was like the American or I was the Malagas. Um, did you ever feel that when you were there? I didn't really feel that personally mm -hmm. because uh, I've grown up, as I said earlier, with a mm -hmm. French couple. So mm -hmm. it was not really hard for me to be like around French people. Mm -hmm. you know? In my school, there was um, so many different people from all over the world, as I said. Mm -hmm. And they, were, they, you know, they weren't racist or, you know, uh, things like that. Um, but what I really um, like wanted when I, when I grew up, you know, was to uh, to promote my culture. You know, uh, I don't know if you were in that case, but when you're like younger, you're uh, not really aware, I guess, of your culture, and maybe sometimes you want to be like, you know, other kids, like, why am I Malagasy? You know, um, there's this. I know that I was ashamed, you know, at that period being mm. like Asti because you know, I was black. All of my friends mm. was white, mm. white, you know. So, but now I really felt like when I grew up, um, being Malagasy is a real, uh, real um, strength, and also, um, how do you say richesse? Um. The wealth. Oh, richness, yeah, yes, yes. Um, and uh, as a designer, I had this ambition, you know, to um, to promote the Malagasy culture mm -hmm. through who uh, I'm working with, but also the causes I support. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually working with a an association called Elped. Uh, they're helping, you know, to to go to school. Mm -hmm. um, and also 
I really want to promote Madagascar with uh, the photos and videos we're making, mm -hmm. uh, with shapes and uh, models mm -hmm. uh, we're taking, but also the materials and mm -hmm. fabric. So I want to see. Uh, I really want people to see the diversity and mm -hmm. the, the wealth, uh, yeah. richness yeah, of Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. I see you moved into um, guides. I was like, what is a fashion, you know, um, brand doing going into this, um, guides? You're um, the seven hot spots of Tana. And I was like, but it's perfect no. because, you know, it, it lends that like, you know, how uh, Paris is kind of like a fashion powerhouse city. You know, you're beginning that kind of snowball to make Tana and, and medic. Tana is a city, like a, like a fashion city, you know, where people want to go to, where they wear styles and um, to drink at that awesome cafe. Like, what was it? One of those, like La Ribéry? Was that one of the restaurants? Ribéry? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. I, and I liked that you guys expanded to have guides on your page um yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's really interesting you know your personal and cultural identity I really appreciate I I really didn't want to you know to fall in that cliche mm -hmm. of you know mm -hmm. like when you think about Madagascar people will mm -hmm. say it's uh about mm -hmm. uh, the beach or forest or mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think um here in Tana, you know, we, mm -hmm. uh, in the cities, you know, beach and stuff like that. And I really want to break this cliche of Madagascar being a, a um, how do you say that? A big island, you know, with, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe when we think about Madagascar, it would be like brands for, um, swimwear brands, for example, or, yeah. you know, little dresses and stuff. And, mm -hmm. Uh, I really wanted to show people how uh, a Tananarivienne um, mm -hmm. dress, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have yeah. this way of pairing, uh, mm -hmm. like the cafe, you know, mm -hmm. the skirts, all of that. And I really wanted to to show uh, how um, Tananarivienne dress, you know, mm -hmm. and how she, where she goes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I love that word, Canadian. That's it. it's it's romantic. I really believe, like after meeting you and moving to Tana, if it feels like a renaissance of people who are realizing like Madagascar deserves better, that we deserve better representation, um, we deserve to reframe our own narrative of what our country is because. I feel like it's segmenting to three parts. It's people either know it as like the super poor, um, impoverished place where the plague happens every like three years, or it's just beautiful beaches and black women as a tourism place for that. Um, and, and the other segment part is people who have a real genuine interest in the Malagasy people, um, they want to learn about this country that is not well known. It's it's not a big travel destination, so it's easy, um, so that it's a new place that hasn't been discovered yet. So I feel like those are like a three um, different 
connotations that people um, know about Madagascar. And I mean, the movie Madagascar, I don't want, I don't like talking about it because they didn't even mention Malagasy people. It's just, um, so we're not going to talk about that. I'm going to cut that out because I hate the movie for <laughs> having not given us that represent, representation that we really needed. And I think it could have done something like go to Madagascar and visit us. It's not just a movie full of animals and beautiful flora and fauna, of course, but come to see and learn from Malagasy people, experience our foods and our culture. So I think this renaissance that's coming now of young people who are doing that and promoting Madagascar in a really beautiful way um, is really going to help. Yeah. Uh, how how is the business doing um, with textiles? Are um, the factories mostly open, or is it just you guys operating? Um, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of hard actually, because mm-hmm. you know, with the we, for example, we, we were closed um, mm-hmm. like three months, you know, and uh, like. The situation is really like uh, unstable. Yeah, and it's really hard to you know to project yourself because mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning of this year we were like you know we had like big projects, mm-hmm. but everything has kind of slowed down, and I think it's mm-hmm. kind of hard um, to live with uh, in that you know uh, uh, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the answer to this question is uh, like this season was kind of hard for us. Uh, the textile industry was really impacted uh, economically speaking. Mm-hmm. The beginning of um, all of this, we were closed several times during mm-hmm. the year. Um, with closed borders, uh, it's really difficult for us to to ship our products. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, in, um, and it really takes uh, like a long time, you know. To get there in Europe, like two months, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the, mm-hmm. the flight. Um, but uh, since everything has been slowed down, we had the mm-hmm. time to build projects like the website, for example, mm-hmm. or the setting up uh, of new strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to deal with the COVID and this uncertain way of life. And um, I think the world and the way of consuming is also changing, you know. Mm-hmm. The textile industry needs to slow down, uh, mm-hmm. like the process and uh, the collection releases, mm-hmm. uh, and so on. We need to change our way of consuming and also producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah, I th- I agree. I think um, there are brands now shifting to create collections based on demand before they really create. And I think that one, that shows the loyalty of the customers, but two, it's showing how the company is really making an effort to only produce what is needed. Um, You know, with like Burberry burning their unsold inventory, that was so horrible. When I heard about that, I was like, one, that's horrible for the environment, but two, it's like, that's loss for other people who could have, you know, reused the, 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 the fabrics. And also 
another part is like that's a loss of creativity for Burberry like why not do something with that um unsold um fabric so that was really sad but I think you also operate on that kind of um you produce only when it's ordered um and based on demand beforehand that's really great how did you guys you know come up with that um you know last season we like we produced um an amount of uh of stock mm-hmm. and uh, we like we didn't sell everything you know so mm-hmm. can we're like yeah that's a lot of um the pulse <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. and that's how we we came up with this you no know, pre-orders mm-hmm. uh really not common uh here mm-hmm. in madagascar you know in in europe it's really like accepted but here mm-hmm. in madagascar kind of uh, people are want you no know, they want their products like now like mm-hmm. fast food <laughs> like fast fashion mm-hmm. they want it. some of them uh don't want to wait you know so that's a, a process that we really want to to teach to the, our consumer you know mm-hmm. like waiting yeah the more you wait <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know you will be happy to receive your product uh, mm-hmm. product and mm-hmm. that really wanted to yeah to teach the consumer you know like um to um, how do you say that to consume what you buy, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's con- more conscious um, yeah. that I'm making the conscious decision to, you know, I love this brand so much and I'm going to order it and, yeah. you know, accept the waiting time because it's being made with love. <laughs> but I, I think it's so much better than um, seeing brands um constantly produce a new style every week i'm talking about like zara and everlane but even everlane um which is a brand that's supposed to be you know more sustainable there are still pumping out new styles like every two weeks and that and it's like where is the sustainability in that if you know you're creating new styles like that of that has to be pumping out fast fashion at some at some point you know um yeah. you have a new collection and that means that you're producing and you don't know if your consumers are you going to buy it because you don't know what's the number but um it's interesting to know like if you you know i'm manifesting that you're going to get this really global um expansion with you know customers all over the world but how you're going to shift your your production and operations to fit that you know global need. I think that's where where brands are struggling with like okay they're they're trying to meet the global need but then how can you meet that at the sustainable point? So that's that's really something interesting that I think a lot of fashion brands are coming together to figure out. I think Jack Muse is also that that's someone that I'm watching to see what they're going to do cuz that can also really pave the way. I mean, he already did it with his latest one, like the 1997 collection. It was all pre-order and I think that was really successful. Um only producing for those people. Jack Muse is 
getting to be one of the top designers, I think looking to what he's doing with production and everything is what's going to follow for everyone. Yeah. Do you know Marine Serre? Mm-mm. I really like this. Really interesting, you know, mm-hmm. like the a process of creation is really interesting. Mm. Uh, the theme of our collections, you know, of our brand is like uh, the apocalypse, you know. We're living like after the apocalypse and, you know, people... Um, add the mask on and stuff like that. It's really interesting because she actually uh, does uh, luxury, you know, luxury. Yes, luxury. Yes. But uh, uh, as a fabric, she takes mm-hmm. uh, old jeans, um, mm-hmm. really upcycled, you know. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see uh, upcycling things, upcycling fabrics, mm-hmm. um, luxury, you know. Oh, I didn't know she was the creator of the Moon Salutator. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've seen that print everywhere, but I didn't know that was her. Gorgeous. Wow. I don't really like that, you know, but I really like, like, the, the way of creation, you know, like, mm-hmm. the way she created um, her collection, yeah. you know, her branded identity. So mm-hmm. that's really, mm-hmm. even if you don't like it, you know, you can just applause because she's, I think she's, um, you know, uh, it's like the this area of um, high fashion, you know, mm-hmm. that touches uh, upcycling like mm-hmm. fabrics. Thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's really um, how do you say that again? Uh, sustainable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This, let's talk about this new collection, La Barudeuse. Am I saying that right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's gorgeous. I mean, the whole fa- um, fashion show that you had. Can you talk about the, the creative side behind this, how this collection came about? Um, so the theme uh, of La Baroudeuse is the travel, you know. Um, we, we really wanted to, you know, to uh, make uh, our customers, uh, our customer escape, you know, from the reality because of the current situation. Um, so we're not allowed to travel, mm-hmm. to go out. Uh, going out is really restricted and we have to stay home. So it can really be depressing, you know. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to create uh, an adventurer um, clothing line to remind the Esther girls um, how it is to feel well-dressed, comfortable, confident, even at home, you know. Um, and going out is really insecure. It is like the jungle there and wearing Esther clothes is like going on on a trip, uh, an adventure, yeah. and safari, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going to, uh, to the grocery store or mm-hmm. things like that. So that was the concept uh, behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we actually did the um, the fashion show near mm-hmm. the airport. Yes, yes. With this uh, hotel that is called Flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a that's really great. Mm-hmm. The um, 
invitation was genius. Uh, it was the um, boarding the, pass. Yeah, boarding pass. That was genius. I was like, oh my god, that's such a good idea. And it really, the theme was so on point. Um, I really love it, and it, it really shined through um, with the girls. And I also love like your diverse casting. You know, the real Malagasy girl. Um, of all heights and what I liked about that is like I, I saw myself like for the first time seeing myself in the models in the clothes I was like wow um, and it made me feel more comfortable so I'm really I'm really happy to have you know designers like you um, to really represent us yeah okay um, thank you so much um and I really wish you know Esther Phone for you know success. Oh, backstory about how we met. Um, I'm just a big fangirl, and I think when I moved to Madagascar, I was like I found the brand before I moved. Um, and I was like, oh gosh, this is my opportunity to really meet her and get you know start investing in pieces. Um I, Maybe I can sell when you're super. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, but start investing in local designers. You know, befriend them because they're so cool, and I need friends um, to really help integrate into living in Madagascar. But I mean, you're so inspiring. The creative work ethic you have. That I mean. Can you talk about branding? That that's something that you're so strong in. Um, you know how how what is the, the branding development concept that you go through? Is it that your values are super strong? That you it it comes from that? Where is that? Where does that um? Where does where does it come from? <laughs> <It's Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it's really like unconscious, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, wow. and I can't explain that. I think mm -hmm. I always like, like creativity and I always like to create and it's really like spontaneous, you know, so mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I don't know, actually, mm -hmm. I always love uh, taking, taking photos, you know, drawing. So, um, one of my, one of my goal was to be a, uh, what was that? Uh, yeah, film director. Cinematographer. Yeah. Is that the word? Cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Influenced, um, you know, by by movies and mm -hmm. uh, photography. So mm -hmm. that was obvious, I guess. Uh, that, mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like um, unconscious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. So you mean it just it flows like it just comes out. How do you how do you choose what to put out? Like for me, I'm a perfectionist. If it's not perfect or I'm not mentally ready to put it out, no one will ever see it. Like how do you, you know, consciously, unconsciously, you know, be creative for the branding and design? I really Does don't make sense. Yeah, no, that's a that's a, a rough question. Um, how do you? Yeah, I don't even know myself. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. No, but I think that it goes back to identity. I think with you, you have such a strong identity that you're able to, you know, form everything around that. So I think that answers the question. Identity. That always does. But we, uh, you know, when I was um, like, you know, in college, Mm -hmm. uh, we worked on, uh, you know, identity Mm -hmm. during free. I guess it, it, it becomes normal, you know, mm. like, like you said, it flows. So, mm. um, but I think it, it was like a work of three years, you know, mm-hmm. because I remember my first year, <laughs> I was really into like uh, vintage stuff, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that like now uh, it isn't my style anymore, <laughs> mm. but you know, uh, at that time, it was really like a uh, pinup, mm. <laughs> and I remember my my second year was really um, more about like you know vagabond style, you know like ripped jeans and stuff like that. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that style anymore. Like mm. Esther is more um, like refined and mm. simple, you know, but mm. also like bold and yeah. 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 I think it's um, the style um, changes with your age, you know, mm-hmm. with your maturity, and uh, it's a mystery, I guess, between mm-hmm. uh, uh, your your personality and uh, how do you say that your yeah your clothes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think now with with fashion, I tell people is like be conscious with what you buy and it has to spark joy. Like don't be swayed by, you know, your mood or something like for someone that's shopping, I'm like, okay, get what you need, but also get something that makes you happy. Cause it's going to stay longer in your closet rather than you just donating or throwing it away. Um, and I think that's something that everyone personally can do and also not be swayed by like capitalism like um i need to buy to satiate this feeling inside of me um like one step back like work on yourself like acknowledge what is this feeling and then uh, figure that out before you know you really buy things um so that's like the consciousness about it um Last question. What is the the future? You know, how is, I mean, I feel like we've grown up with, you know, Esther a little bit over these years since um, 2018 and seeing kind of like the evolution happening um, right before our eyes. But what is the future for the brand? Um, the future for the brand. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of hard. As I said uh, earlier, to project ourselves, but uh, I guess uh, we really want uh, next year to be uh, more um, to like develop and to be um, like more physical, physically present. You know, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Europe market, mm-hmm. um, and we really want to 
to be, you know, uh, present in the little concept stores in Paris mm-hmm. um, to start. And um, that, that is a project we're working on right now. Um, we also have our website, you know, so I know here in Madagascar, it's not within the culture to buy things, you know, on website, mm-hmm. eShop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really like DM and stuff, but mm-hmm. we we really want um, to change like the mentality, you know, like to um, to teach people to use uh, like e shops and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a small percentage though, like. For yeah. only six percent of Malagas well, people have access to internet, and then what percentage of that has access to a bank account and stuff like that? So it's a, a very small percentage, and I think, yeah, that's big, big challenge. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we want to sell our clothes to mm-hmm. um, people who really want to stand for this, like for the style. You know, mm-hmm. like people who, who dare, you know, to be different, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, the daring part is not only about the style personality, but mm-hmm. it's also about um, to dare to like consume differently, to buy mm-hmm. differently. Um, and we really want to like always make um, uh, like, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we always want to like invest our creativity, uh, you know, in mm-hmm. our photo or videos, you know, yeah. uh, and always want to do it like uh, better and better each year, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we really want to reflect an uh, energetic uh, brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not have a, a physical shop, like um, a small shop where, you know, you have all the sizes and the woman try it on and then if they love it, then like they can order it and then ship it to you or they can pick it up in store. Like, do you think that will ever become a reality? Um, yeah. In the future? But the thing is, we want to, like, we want to work with people, uh, with whom we have you now this um, relationship and this um, this trust, you know. Um, and I had like uh, some propositions, you know, of mm-hmm. working with other concept stores here in Madagascar. Mm-hmm. But um, I really, I'm the kind of person that is really uh, like into intuition and also relationships. So uh, I really prefer working with someone. I'm a friend with, you know, I have like some, not just friend, but also like um, at the same, you know, vibe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, normally next year we will be in uh, a concept store here in Tana, but uh, we'll let you know. Yeah. That's awesome. What we're talking about right now with Matter Living is, you know, what what are the impacts now, but um, also for the future again, um, we're at the mercy of 
when everything's normal, what are consumers going to do with the newfound freedom? What are governments going to do with new borders open and the new safety measures, which is health? Um, What are what do those new safety um, protections look like? So um, we have to stay optimistic and yeah be creative but also gentle um so yeah but thank you so much for chatting with me today i really appreciate it and everyone go check out esther414.com to shop her latest styles or follow her on social media on instagram and facebook um again esther414 and thank you emily thank you herna